Hello again, Dave. Hello. And David, David Obachowski from uh, Tempest is here with us. We've lured yet another person into our virtual blanket fort. <laughs> Hi, fellas. How you doing? We are doing fantastic. Um, so I'm super excited to have you on. Um, I've really liked your Tempest um, podcast. Um, and then, you know, in kind of like learning more about you before you came on the show, I'm super excited to talk about kind of just your approach to cars and car culture, um, because it is kind of like a, a different um, sort of angle of attack than we normally uh, see, I think, in most of the media that we consume around cars. Um, but um, I just wanted to let you kind of introduce yourself really quick and just tell people who may not be familiar about uh, Tempest, which is kind of the reason uh, mostly you're here, right? Right. So um, Tempest is a is a documentary podcast um, that is uh, it's automotive in that every episode has something to do with cars, um, but it's about the human experience. Uh, it's about the the people behind them. You know the the people who you know in search of cars. So there's stories that are tragic, some that are just strange, some that are funny. Um, I like writing from a personal standpoint. So some of the stories are sort of personal They uh, even weave in personal narratives. Um, so not a huge focus on, uh, you know, gearing and things like that. Right. Um, but, a, a lot of focus on, you know, I always say just sort of the shorthand is like car stories are the best stories and, and, and you don't need to be a car person. You get into a room with someone and, Oh, I don't really like, I'm not really a car person, but then like two minutes later, they're going to tell you about the first car they ever had. Right. And like, you know, oh, and then like the the door was so rusted, like the, the handle like came off one night when I, and you get this like great story. And so uh, that's my impetus with, uh, it actually started with my essays before Tempest with Jalopnik. And then I pitched the editor there, you know, like I got this great audio and I come from broadcasting background. So, uh, you know, I think we can do this into like a long form documentary kind of a thing. And he, he went for it. So that that's the... Uh, yeah, so there's been two seasons. I'm in pre-production on the third. It's actually been developed into a TV show. So that's a, another thing I don't I haven't talked a lot about in public because there's, you know, not not in a place to have a lot of uh, things to announce quite yet. But that's been a, a journey. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. There's, there's, yeah. There's a lot. That's there. awesome. So where where are you in that sort of process? Like, can you talk about <laughs> where it's being developed or for for what? So I can speak and I can uh, speak to some things. Um, it's being developed by um, two uh, two people who are just well, actually to me, I guess what I should say is it has been developed. The, the development process has been ongoing for years and it's, it's been it's completed now. Um, it's sort of into the next phase. Um, it's one of the people who developed it is literally my favorite filmmaker. Um, his name is Keith Gordon. Uh, he directs episodes of Fargo of, um, better call Saul leftovers. Wow. Uh, he directed my all time favorite movie ever made a midnight clear. Uh, I wrote an S a long form essay about him. Uh, it was my writing about him that, uh, we became close actually even before that we had become close just cause I was, I just loved his work. And so I got in touch with him and then I wrote an essay about him and then they, him and his wife is a film producer. She produced Conan O'Brien Can't Stop. 
Crips and Bloods made in America. Um, she's, you know, a fantastic producer. Um, they heard the first season of Tempest and within two episodes were just like, this is a TV show, which I, you know, <laughs> I was thrilled. So that happened while the first season was airing. And if my memory serves, that was, that was 2018. So, okay. you know, here we are early 2021. Um, you know, it slowly sort of was developed over the next year or so. Uh, I, my, my, I moved my whole family out to LA and, um, you know, we spent more time on it. So we've got the, uh, we've got a couple ways forward. Um, can't really speak to at this point, which way it's going to be, but, um, there's been a lot of work with it and, um, you know, it's been an experience no matter what happens with it, even if it, even if it never really sees the light of day, which, you know, I, I don't like to count my chickens before they hatch. Um, it's been in like, it's been a crazy experience to think like, Oh, I'll just like start this podcast. And then all of a sudden I'm like in LA and I'm meeting with the least, these like all these different places and people and, you know, uh, going out, we've, you know, we've shot footage and it's been an incredible experience. That's amazing. That's, Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's super cool. And I mean, <clears throat> it's cool whenever, you know, kind of car adjacent stuff sort of bubbles up, right? Yeah. Into the larger sort of culture. Uh, Cause that doesn't always happen. <laughs> Especially things that are not just like, like you said, like uh, just, you know, horsepower figures, you know, like, this, right. you know, right. Like things that kind of cast that wide net and don't uh, kind of operate in just a silo of just a car and that's it. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's incredible to think like when we were, there was a point where we were meeting with um, other production companies because uh, they have their own production company you know, we were sort of exploring that, like, well, do we need a part of another production company? So we were taking all these meetings out in LA with, with that. And some, some people, you know, you sort of sit down for a meeting and everyone's like, I binged Tempest. I loved it. It's great. Right. And, and they seemed to really get it. And there was, I'll never forget this one meeting. Obviously I'm not going to be specific about who it was with, but um, in fact, I'd be hard pressed to remember their name at this point, but um, they were a big production company and the guys were like, loved your show binged it so good you know just really got it really really got it okay. Wow, okay great yeah good you know one thing is the episodes are kind of long okay you know and you're envisioning the episodes here to be maybe on the longer side what if they were about eight minutes <laughs> and then what if there was some sort of a contest involved in each episode like a, like a race or, and I was just like, I remember like there were at that point, there were actually in, there were four of us, including me. Cause there was another guy there with us uh, on our team. And just like all of us looking at each other, like, are we being pranked right now? <laughs> <laughs> like, Love your human interest documentary. What if it was condensed down to eight minutes and it was a contest? <laughs> Okay. Right, yeah, right. that works. Sure. And you play mini golf. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Just throw in and, anything they want in there. And, you know, cars are kind of niche, so get rid of the cars. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like, and, what brings out the best in humanity? Reality television. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That was great. I mean, I was like, wow, that was, I felt, I felt, I felt glad to have that experience so I could come away right. from like that, that phase of the, uh, of the, the development process with like one good, ridiculous Hollywood story. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. that and, was, I was like, this is, this is almost worth it. And thankfully that wasn't your only meeting, right? No, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, that, that must've been a, just a weird thing too, because like, you know, Dave, so Dave and I are both it guys, and this is all sort of like our creative outlet. Right. But you as a creative person, you, you're most of your creative endeavors are kind of you by yourself, like, you know, you have control over them. Yeah. So it must've been weird to then be in this situation where like you're potentially just giving it to somebody else to like do. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is that Keith and Rachel, um, yeah, I should have mentioned her name before. I, I, uh, Rachel Griffin is, uh, is Keith's wife who's the producer. And I should say Rachel has been like the person I work with on a nearly day to day basis and have for years now. She is, I cannot say enough good things about her. She's brilliant. Um, and she really throws her all, herself into a, like a, a subject. So, you know, she, she liked cars from the beginning, but she was like, when she decided like this could make a good show, she was like, I'm diving into cars. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, but with Keith and Rachel, you know, there's, there is that sort of like, okay, like this is my thing. And they're very respectful of like, of the like my creative baby kind of thing but also i respect them so much creatively and and as you know professionals so it's a little easier with them but yes going into sure. a meeting where you're just like you know you get led into a conference room and then two guys sit down and they're like turn into a contest you're so, you there is a part of you that's like 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 you know wants to make <laughs> You know, throw holy water at them. Like, no, back up. Get away from me. Get away from my baby. I cast thee out. Exactly. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's not like it's not the easiest thing to hear. Right. Um, But yeah, there was another one. Maybe it was the same company. I can't remember who had suggested. You know, while I was a great host of Tempest, like a really you know attractive woman. You know. Possibly we could we could play with that where instead of having me on camera, we could just get like a really attractive woman. That that was cause for many, many jokes after uh, when we had drinks after the meeting and we're doing our sort of debrief, the idea of just like this eight minute show with a contest hosted <laughs> by a woman in a bikini. So great. Tempest. <laughs> it's like idiocracy. It's like just a complete, like the lowest common denominator of base entertainment, right? Yeah. yeah I should note that if, if we went with that, I would probably be a millionaire right now. <laughs> right. But it's, I didn't. you're not compromising your artistic vision. Exactly. Yeah. I have that. Damn it. Yes. Chase yes. Bank will take, I write that on a paper every week. I've stuff it into the ATM. Right. You'd be uh, you'd be Ricky Gervais in the second season of Extras, and David Bowie would have to sit down and sing a disparaging <laughs> song about you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Again, almost be worth it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, lots of people make that decision, so you wouldn't be you'd be in good company, I think. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so um, what? So you mentioned season three of the podcast was in uh, pre-production. 
Mm-hmm. Um, is that going to be kind of the same sort of scope as seasons one and two, or is it going to be? Yes, eight, you know, eight I, minutes I, long. Yeah, yeah Sorry. That's right. <laughs> Aside from War the contest, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it's going to be uh, a lot of the same things. There's been some stories that I have worked that I've worked on like for a couple of years now that I I don't feel like I've been able to to do it justice and I, I've wanted to further develop them. So unfortunately there's, you know, there's been some people who have I've interviewed and they've been so patient with me and have given me their time. And then, you know, season two aired and I'm just like, sorry, you know, the story just isn't right. And I don't want to air a story that I don't feel, you know, good about. Um, sure. Not that I don't have my favorites, but um, you know, I feel like, I need to to put my best foot forward in, on every story. Uh, so there's a few episodes that I'm hoping, you know, I've had more time. Um, and then, uh, yeah, some new ones. Um, but yeah, human stories. I mean, that, that's it. And that could take a lot of different, a lot of different forms. Um, so uh, I put out a call on uh, Twitter recently to my followers, uh, and I'll say this just because this has always been one of these stories that I've, I've always wanted to chase down because it, it seems simple on the face of it. So I'll say it here in case any of your, your, uh, your viewers, listeners will, uh, will have anything for me. But I want to do an episode about, and I have, I have so many people have written to me about this, but I don't know that I have the right combination of stories or the right single story. So with that preamble, I really want to do a story about sex and cars because the two are so synonymous, right? Like right. this is not a combination. This is not like some brand new combination no one's ever thought of. In fact, it's like, it's it's cliche, but have we ever really explored that? Like, or is it just always like your, your cliche, like cars are sexy and people making out in the backseat? I want to hear real stories. And while I'm not, against like someone writing me like a truly sexy like erotic experience that they want to tell me about and it can all be anonymous like i'm not looking for that like i'm not looking for some salacious thing there's a lot of opportunity for there to be like funny embarrassing stuff yes yeah there's a lot of opportunity you know and i'm not trying to um uh i'm not trying to take advantage of anything here i'm not trying to be exploitative but um there could be uh experiences that are um you know, unpleasant, traumatic that people want to talk about, you know, I'm not trying to, to rest those out of people, you know, if, but if they want to explore them, um, you know, there's all different forms I can take. So that's like one of those stories as an example, where I'm like, I've been working on that one for years and I've come very close to being like, I've got, I've got it, but it's not quite there yet. And I, I really want to get that right. Well, I listened to the Greta episode earlier today. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so you do mention in that, that you are, that that was kind of the initial premise or kind of an element of the initial contact with Greta. Right. Yes. That was that she had responded to me because of that. You know, I had earlier put out that call and and she said, I have a story about that. And then she told me her story and I I felt like this is its its own thing. Absolutely. um, Yeah. Yeah. I felt honored that she trusted me to tell that story. And, um, yeah, I felt concerned for her. I want I took a lot of measures to make, you know, try to yeah. protect her. And, sure. um, but 
that is it's one of my favorite episodes i i, I mean you know talk about the human experience right and unfortunately uh, not a good one right right but like all all of these kinds of stories like there's a, a like a, cro- a car running through it right like yes yeah right but uh that episode was so great. I don't want to say anything for anybody who hasn't heard it. You absolutely need to go listen to it. It's it's fantastic. It, yeah. So the what do you think initially kind of like set the stage for like feeling the need to kind of chase down like a a, a sex in cars like like a through line there. Well, I think you know. I've written about a lot of things that are so one-off. They're so, you know, so my, the thing that really kind of gave me my big uh, jump into the sort of automotive writing world was this essay I wrote for Jalopnik about a guy who was leading a double life and he embezzled like a half a million dollars to buy 50 of the exact same BMW. And he had them hidden all over the state, by the way, the state of Colorado. <laughs> and I wrote that for Jalopnik. Okay. And I knew I had a good story on my hand and I love Jalopnik at that point. I, I had written for Deadspin. I had written for Gawker review of books, but I, I was a Jalopnik reader probably, you know, as much, uh, if not more than the other sites. And um, so Patrick George was the editor back then. And I, and I had, I think I had maybe even pitched him on some other essays, but it didn't quite work. But I was like, oh, I know this is a good one. And they were like, okay, yeah, this sounds interesting. Well, I had no idea. I mean, I wrote this essay and like it went viral. I remember walking my kids to school the day that it published, or maybe the day at this point, maybe it was the day after it published. And people like getting to the school and then being like, you're into cars. I just read the craziest essay. And it would be like people that you would never in the world would be thinking like we write, reading automotive essays. And it was okay. kind of like, I wrote that thing, you know, and it was covered in, you know, on, in Australia, it was on MSN. It was just like everywhere it exploded and, and it was great. And I, I love that story, but it was also like, so like, you know, so you, you start searching for these stories that are like, there's never going to be another one of these. This is just like, I'm going to find another one of these, like just insane things. But I think there's a flip side to that coin. And that's the sex and cars type stories, um, which is like a universal experience. But then, you know, embezzling half a million dollars and buying 50 BMW 2002s is not a universal experience. Right. right? So, <laughs> right. Like sex and cars kind of is what that experience looks like is different depending on the person. Right. I think it's that flip side of the coin that I'm after. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. And I, I, I do think that it is, the one thing that is sort of, similar about like people who because there is lots of stories about people embezzling money to do things with cars or you know especially like when in racing or stuff like that and the sex and cars thing is that you know it's especially now it's the car is like one of the only places where we're somewhat sort of unaccountable like Mm you can't like talk on the phone or you know it's hard to be it's harder to be reached it's like one of the only places you can be that you're like unreachable now Right. Um, 
so I think that probably plays into some of that too, right? Like um, where the that's sort of the link between criming and the sexing, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and I well, that's an interesting point too because I think there's probably some people where it's like. And maybe it's not even just like people, like a type of person, but where you are in your life, the, you're, if you're in high right. school, your right. car gives you this, like, this is like my little space. Yep. This, is, your bubble. this is private. Yeah. Yep. Like I can drive to a secluded spot with my girlfriend and like, but if you're not in that stage, like you may be a person who's kind of like, uh, what is the opposite of voyeuristic? I'm, I'm totally blanking here, but you, you know, you, you may be like, uh, like, like the person on the other side of the voyeuristic. Yeah. Like a person who like wants an exhibitionist, exhibition, an ex- exhibitionist. <clears throat> right. So a person who's like, I don't want to be in the privacy of my home. Right. Let's go into a car. And like, so, I mean, and I did get some of those stories where I was just like, this is wild. Like people do this in their cars to be like, kind of like exhibitionists, which I hadn't even considered. Right. Cause I, I had always been thinking of it in terms of you, like, like you're disconnected. This is your little bubble. Right. But then you see it from the glass house perspective, right? Exactly. And it literally is a glass house on right. wheels. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it is no so tint, no factory <laughs> installed option, right. no tint. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sunroof open. Yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 it's interesting, like, too, like, how people's relationship with cars is so tied up in, you know, how they develop in that part of their life, especially in America, you know, where you know, yeah. you're, you're starting at 16 or whatever. And that's such a crazy time of change. But, yeah, it, like, to me, it was a refuge, right? That was – it was a, a private place. It was my only private place. Um, and that, to me, that that's just, like – that's what makes sense. But you're right. Other people would think of it as like a way to socialize. And that wouldn't occur to me. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. God, I was just I mean, happy. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I mean, I can remember me in my first car and just the, 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 that was a, its own thing. I mean, it was the worst car in the world, the world, <laughs> but it was just like, I can, I can just remember just, you know, it, the, it was an indescribable thing. Certainly would have not used, you know, thought of it as like the, th- I mean, I'm an exhibitionist, so I'm going to now like use my car for that. Right. But so now like I can be mobile and show people. Right, right, right. right. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it was, yeah. What was your first car? <laughs> it was a 1984 Honda Accord, um, which probably on the face of it sounds like solid car. You know, that would go for $78,000 and bring a trailer now. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Which it probably does. Um, but the, but so just to be clear about this, um, it, I grew up in New Jersey. Yeah. It'd be 17 to get your license. So I turned 17 in early 1996. So when I got the 84 Accord, it was 1996. It was over 10 years old at this point. The 1984 Honda Accord um, was the last year that the uh, good people at Honda decided to uh, 
to to not use fuel injection. So this was, but with the, what they decided was they were going to really innovate things with this three barrel carburetor. And that carburetor, I, I say that carburetor, I, I got like a new carburetor constantly. The car would not, it would, it wouldn't idle. It wouldn't start. It would, it would idle at 4 trillion RPM. It would stall out no matter what. It was the worst thing ever. And I was, unfortunately, I had an automatic transmission, which, um, it, I was raised to like, my dad was like, you're going to learn how to drive stick before you get your license or anything, just so you know. So I got, you know, I knew how to drive stick, but this was an automatic. The The transmission was terrible and the transmission failed. So I had this like car was like stalled constantly. The idle was, you would adjust it. It, it didn't do anything. Just three, no mechanic understood how it worked. It was like, they would look at it and be like, what is this carburetor? <laughs> and then the, you know, transmission fails and you're just like, dude, I am like a junior in high school and this car, like, I get it. It's supposed to suck, but it's not supposed to like be that confusing. Like it's a Honda Accord, man. It's like, <laughs> so. Right. Uh, but it was that, freedom. It was freedom. And I could remember very clearly to this day in New Jersey in the summers, because the thing would overheat constantly <laughs> going up in the, you know, going up at the top of the hill, slamming it. Uh, th- uh, this, I literally get like a little bit of like flashbacks of this. And I realized how stupid I was. <laughs> I would put it in neutral and then kill the engine uh-huh. as I went down the, <laughs> went down the hill trying to cool the engine off, you know, and just like, okay, you know, just get down to the bottom of the hill and then turn the engine back on. It's just like, real, you wanted the water in the radiator to be cold, cold, but the water in the block to just be boiling hot. When you got yes, to the bottom of exactly. The- yeah, right. Exactly. No concept of how they, all I thought was like wind rushing, but that was the only way I could, I thought that the only way that I could keep the thing from overheating. Um, definitely a good way to like lose all control of your car. Sure. You know. Yeah. Uh, was anyone ever in the car with you when you did that? And like, <coughs> did anyone yeah. push back on on that? No, but probably. I mean, everyone was an idiot. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, right. everyone was dumb back then. Right. Like, God, if, I, I have two kids now. If they did that, I would <laughs> kill them. They're just hitting the button on their first Prius to turn it off yeah, right, on the way down exactly. the hill. <laughs> so I, we have a 2009 Prius and we should be getting rid of it and getting in another car. But there is part of me that's just like, maybe I should just hold on to this. This should be like the kid's first car. See, But then I have another car. You guys know I have another car. I have a 79 Alfa Romeo. Oh, and oh it's, what type? Is it oh, a well, that's a, mm, You would think it's a spider. Wouldn't you? 79 uh, Alfa Romeo. You would think. I guess. It's a sports sedan. Oh. You know, let me refresh your memory in case it doesn't. (laughs) Because in case it doesn't conjure an image. You know the the, uh, John Hughes classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yes. Yes, of course. Okay. You know his friend Cameron. Is this Cameron's vehicle? 
Yeah, and and he says, you know, Cameron, we have to go pick up Sloan, so we have to take the Ferrari. And he <laughs> says, we're like not taking. And and what does Ferris say to Cameron? He says, uh, Rooney would never believe that uh, Sloan's dad drives that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then it it doesn't specify what kind of car is, but then it shows Cameron in his driveway sort of like trying to figure out like, should I go? Should I stay? Right, should the, I go? Like shaking. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. And he's sitting in my car. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I mean, and it's, it is the most like Frankenstein thing ever. Instead of like actual interior, it's got diamond plate. Sheet oh, metal okay. All right. Door cards. Okay. Um, it's got a it's got a five speed manual, so it, fun for the kids to learn on someday. Yes. God knows it's not fast, so it's not exactly like gonna. This thing goes zero to sixty in about five minutes. Did that come <laughs> with a five speed or was it a, a four speed originally? No, it came with a five speed. Oh, interesting. Although I, I should I should note, um, technically the engine is a uh, it, it's out of an eighty seven Spider. So, okay, it Gosh. is cool though. This car to nerd out on car stuff. Yeah, is an Alfetta. So this car is sibling to the GTV. Okay. So that badass GTV that you see that you're like, that is sweet. This is just like the sedan version of it. It's, it's rear wheel drive. It's got that, it's got the transaxle, the inboard brakes. And it's, um, is it the same two liter? Or it's, it's is- a two liter. It's two liter engine, four cylinder. Uh, yeah. In line four, uh, two liter. And uh, five speed. It's fun. It's we very need fun to car. make an adorable, like the most adorable snowdrift video with you. I know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I right? take it out. I'm, I take it out in our little, we live, you know, I won't say where we live on, on uh, publicly, <laughs> but, uh, you know, in Denver. And, uh, you know, on days like this where it's like snowy, it's very cranky. It does not like the start when it's cold. So I have to keep like a heat lamp underneath the oil pan because I don't have a heated garage. And it's, you know, you do. It's sure. old. Sure, sure. You take care of it. You take care exactly. of it. Exactly. It's Nurture. like me. It was literally, you look at the manufacturer played on the door. It was born March 79. I was born March 79. Oh, fantastic. I know how hard it is to wake up in the morning. <laughs> right. Right. So Joints why should that creaky. be creaky? Exactly. Yeah. 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 But once it gets up and going, you know. Whip it around the corner in the snow. Right? Does Fun. does it have an even number of barrels of carburetor? <laughs> <laughs> it, because it's got the 87. Yeah, it's because it's got the, the 87 engine. It's actually got a Bosch L-Jet. Oh, great. Fuel injection. Okay. So uh, my life's slightly simplified. Although yeah. the trade-off there is it doesn't have as much, you know, oomph. I basically talked to a lot of people. I'm like, how can I like really juice this thing more? I mean, it goes fast if you get it on the interstate and you give it time, it'll go really fast, but it's so slow off the line. And they're just like, yeah, with the L jet, it's just like, it is what it is. You you can literally slam your foot to the floor and the revs are like, me. Like a cat yawning. (laughs) How did you come across this this vehicle? How long have you had it, this sports sedan? I've had it. Um, so I've had it for a, like a, over well, like a year, maybe a little over a year. I don't know. So I was in LA, and we're 
working on the show. We're going to so many meetings, just like there was a time where it was like just constant meetings, you know, Sure. and not like just the fun meetings where we're talking about the show with like my collaborators, but like meeting with industry people. And it's always like we walk in the room and there's, Hey, this is Rachel Griffin. And she produced these things. And wow. Yeah. I've seen that. That's amazing. This is Keith Gordon. By the way, Keith Gordon played Arnie and Christine classic car movie. So, yeah, so he, so you, you see him and you're like, I know that guy. And then you're like, oh, and you directed all this stuff. And then there's me and they're like, okay, now who's this guy? (laughs) Oh, this is, this is David. Now he's the guy who started Tempest. Oh, he's the car guy. And they're always like, first guy who was late because he was pushing his Alfa Romeo the rest of the way to the meeting. See, they would be like, what do you drive? And I'd be like, (laughs) Well, I drive a 2009 Prius. <laughs> My wife right. and I share it. <laughs> and I mean, I've been wanting a car for a long time. Like this is a little thing to mess around with. And I, you know, my wife is like super supportive. And I think it was like, I'd come home from these meetings and I would tell her that story. And she was, she got to the point where it was like, she was like, you should, you should do it. You should finally get a car, but we didn't really have a lot of money. So I was kind of open to anything that looked interesting. Sure. And this thing, because it's Frankenstein, it's a sports sedan, which is not like a collectible model in the first place. And it's not original. It's not in great shape even. It was like pretty cheap. Yeah. And I took Andrew Collins, reviews editor of Jalopnik. I took him with me to look at it. Okay. And it, but it, it was like rebuilt by a guy who runs an alpha shop. And he Perfect. rebuilt it for his son as a commuter car. It's just because his son had to get back and forth to the airport every day. Okay. And because he was like the, a luggage guy and his son was like, I'm not fucking driving a stick. <laughs> In <laughs> LA like, traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And his, his dad was like, I built this Alfa Romeo from like five different Alfa Romeos and you don't want it. <laughs> just for <laughs> like, you. Who's going to buy this fucking thing? <laughs> right. I am. Yeah. You know, enter David. <laughs> Enter yeah. David with his meager bank account. Uh-huh. I don't know, Dad. You'll find some other car idiot to buy it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So that's how. Oh, by the way, and I showed up, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's got a sweet Opel GT," and he was like, "Yeah, I put an Alpha like two two point five liter in it," and he was like, "This fucking thing." He's like, "I've literally like lifted off in it." <laughs> Like, dude, that Opal GT, like I could pick it up with one hand. Those cars are so cool. I know. I know. He was like, do you want to buy it? I was like, no, dude, I'm not buying two cars from you. (laughs) I love that he's asking. Yeah. I don't think anybody's ever asked me if I was going to purchase a second car. (laughs) I mean, you got got one on the hook. You got to, you got to make it. Make hay, right? I know. He was probably like, dude, because this alpha is so cheap. Come on, really. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's like a buy one, get one free practically. (laughs) Buy the Opal GT, I'll throw the alpha in, you know? You could tow the the Opal with the alpha. Yeah, you you could put it in the trunk. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that there's a lot to be said for owning the not, like, best version of a car. Like, to have... So much like I have a super rusty Saab Vigan. Ian has Ian has a, a, an R32 with tons of peeling paint. 
and like i think that this really fits in right like this like volkswagen r32 i should be clear not yeah. a nissan r32 right that's a common mistake that people make but but you i might think, go ahead i'm sorry i'm sorry well you might edit this out i, I can so, guarantee you we won't okay <laughs> i was driving around i was driving around uh denver uh-huh. the other week was behind an r32 okay and the plate was just r's it was just r r r r r and i was like that's fucking brilliant yeah is that's that not me that is not me no because uh, it yeah. wasn't that rusty but mine's not rusty i just has the oh the, your vegan the, is rusty yes. yeah yeah the paint peel the the, the clear coat has completely oh, peeled oh so you're not the all R, but do you know the all r's guy i don't you know, uh, I, I love have that, only, like, so I've lived in Denver like nine and a half years and I've had my R32 the whole time. The only like Volkswagen people that I've run into like at Cars and Coffee or anything like that are uh, people with uh, like the only other Volkswagens I see at Cars and Coffee have vape pens in the, in the console. <laughs> um, and so like, I don't, I, like, I feel like I've aged out of my own car. Uh, a little bit, uh, which is unfortunate. But it's a cool car. I, yeah. I I get excited every time I see it. And as for the Vigan, that's like, that's amazing. I, I have a good friend who, um, from college, and I didn't know he was a car guy. We went to college together. We never talked about cars, never once. Okay. Then he hears Tempest, and he's like, "Wait, dude, you're a car guy?" Okay. He, okay. Like we played, we played like crazy punk music the whole time. And I was like, well, yeah. And he was like, yo, I am such a car guy. He, I am so jealous of this guy. He's the nicest guy. He deserves it more than most people. He's not, he's got two vegans. They're best in pairs. I'll tell you that. uh, Yeah. He also has a Peugeot 505. Yes. That is fantastic. That is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That that is angry eyes. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's a dream car. Yeah. The Vigan is a dream car. So I applaud you both. Well, th- thank you. Turbo diesel. We should absolutely do uh, an Apex adjacent team drive. Yeah. Very. Uh, yes. Yeah. We can help each other as we break down. Right. Bring your bring your AAA cards. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. There's there's so much to be said for enjoying the thing for what it is, right? Like as as the owner of the Alpha, do you encounter like a lot of folks that are like, well, why didn't you get a blah blah blah? Why didn't you get a? Uh, I'm gonna give you a hot take here. Alpha owners suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're called the Alfetti, right? No, no, Alfisti. Alfisti. Oh boy, yeah. yeah see, yeah. yeah. So there, that's like, that's like the alpha people. And if like, if someone is like, I'm an alfisty, or if they learn that I've got an alpha, they're like, oh, so you're an alfisty too. I'm immediately <laughs> just like, okay, we're not, we're not definitely, definitely not going to be friends. That gives like, me like a weird eyes wide shut vibe. Like that. I don't want to be part of that. Like, no dude, totally. I don't want to see you naked with a mask on. Like, exactly. Exactly. That is the same vibe that I get. It is very like, it's very snobbish. Yeah. yeah. Super snobbish. So my, like, <laughs> truthfully, like my thing with my car, I love my car. Yeah, and it's like also was originally red, and they 
they like repainted it like just like this gray. It just looks like gray. <laughs> it's rusted and gray. It's like, it's like I love the it. Diamond plates, you know, aluminum. And um and like most times people are just openly like even if like they don't know who I am, they're openly just like, look at that piece of shit. <laughs> just like cool. But like the thing that's awesome, like whatever, I don't care. You know, but right. like Right. The thing that's great about it is that like every once in a while, someone is just like, yo, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, um, and like, I was, I was coming back from the grocery store the other day and I was driving on, um, I was driving on, I think it was Quebec street. Uh, and, um, I, this guy in like a WRX just thing looked like it was ready for the racetrack. Right. Just like, I mean, like it would go a thousand miles an hour <laughs> pulls up next to me just like engine is super loud you know and uh and he like rolls down his window which of course i have to crank you know <laughs> to, and he's like he's like yo that thing is awesome like and the dude was so psyched and i was like oh and the best was he like revs his engine and i was like yeah like revved my engine back light turned green and he's like takes off and i'm like trying to catch up, to catch up. <laughs> and the dude was so sweet he like hit the brakes let me catch up and then we got like even with each other you got a traffic like, oh, buddy a traffic yeah, buddy. yeah exactly yes. i'm like that i would come i come home and i'm like i met someone who likes my car <laughs> he gets it but then the other like big thing that i get that's super funny is like people will just like they just think it's a bmw sure and yeah. I mean, look at that thing, right? Right. Uh, to be honest, I haven't seen Ferris Bueller's Day off in years and years and years. And in my mind, he's sitting in a BMW in that. Okay. Scene. See? Because like, I, I mean, think I just remember the headlights and that's it. Exactly. Like I've, I've had many occasions, both in LA and Denver, where people literally are standing, I'm like chatting with them and they're like, it's a great car. Yeah. What kind of car is that? And I'm like, it's a, it's an alpha sports sedan. And they're like, yes, I love those old BMWs. <laughs> and I'm just like, right. Yeah, no, it's an alpha. And they're like, oh yeah, it is. <laughs> like, no beta BMWs here. <laughs> exactly. Just like, that's cool. Like, whatever. I'm not going to, I'm not going right. to shatter anyone's dreams. Right. 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 It's, like, it's a, it's a, it's an M5. <laughs> yeah. Is it more important to be correct or nice? <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. I yeah. always go for nice unless yeah. you're an now Right. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's fantastic. That's so fantastic. Yeah. So you're, 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 you talk about the Alfisti is, uh, reminded me. So we, this is something that we've talked about with a few of our guests on the show. And we've talked about a lot is kind of like the culture of car forums. And you can, you can tell a lot about like car, about the owners of cars by how they behave on, on the forums. Like, yeah. you know, like VW vortex has a very specific uh, sort of toxic culture to it, which is totally different than the toxic culture of like the Corvette, uh, forums right. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I can only imagine, cause I, I'm assuming you've had to fix this at some point. Yes. Um, <laughs> you've good had, yeah. You've had to wade in <laughs> to the Alfa Romeo forums. What was that like? Well, it's a sort of an ongoing thing and it's definitely a lot of people are condescending. Okay. All right. And yeah. they sort of like, I would say like, um, 
you know, when you give people the benefit of the doubt, it's like the opposite. Like they treat you like, so I'm going to go ahead and assume you've made every terrible decision. Like every decision you ever made has been the worst one. Starting with the fact that you got a sports sedan. Luckily you found me. to impart my wisdom right but then the the other thing that's like like pretty apparent is like this assumption that you're just like really rich which is to get back to that lfc thing where you're just like where you're just like yeah we're kind of like listen i'm having like problem with uh like the the battery or you know whatever i've had so many problems with this thing and you're just like oh well you know you, you should do and they'll just like suggest something where you're just like that literally costs more than the car costs in the first place <laughs> right, to, right. to get it fucking started. <laughs> like, I will push start it. I don't care. I just need it to run. <laughs> right. You know? right. Like, yeah. And, and the Alfistis are just like, like, yeah, you're, you're obviously a millionaire. Uh, <laughs> what country club are you from? Have you, uh, have so, your car concierge contact? So, and so yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, like, are you using the re- the right like leather conditioner? Could that be the problem? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like oh, you might try a different leather. Like, no, I'm talking about the motor oil. Like yeah. oh, okay. and also they don't drive their cars very much. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Just like I've got a GTV. It's got like eight thousand miles. I think it's a seventy-eight. Or whatever, like an right. eighty. And you're just like, yeah. My thing is rolled the odometer three times. <laughs> <laughs> like I literally am like, like any errand that I have to do, I'm like, I'm taking the alpha. I'm putting the fucking heat lamp on it. Yeah, <laughs> taking the car. My wife the other day was like, you know, like you don't have to drive the car in like really bad weather. I'm like, why? It's great. <laughs> Fucking, you know, door doesn't shut right. You know, one window works. Yeah. <laughs> I love um, it. I love it. Yeah, but then, then like the, our other car is like the most boring pedestrian car for the 2009 Prius. It's not even a new Prius. So I've had to go on the Prius forums, see? and even those see? are fucking snobby. Well, so you said, but they're so, different, but in a different way. Yeah. So I think what I was I was coming from. VW Vortex. So I've told this story. I'm going to say a hundred times on this podcast. I'm about to tell it again, unless Dave. <laughs> um, but I was uh, getting picked up from the Denver airport and I got like a lift home. You know, this is obviously like a few years ago. Um, and this Prius pulls up lift driver. I get in the back and we make it, you know, at the Denver airport, there's, you know, you're on the, you're on the top deck. By the time we get, off that top deck, I am 100% certain that he has a rear wheel bearing that's about to explode at any moment. Because <laughs> I'm sitting on top of it, right? And it's just like, thump, 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 thump. Oh, God. And then, so then I like him having like this existential crisis of like, do I say, hey, service worker, fix your car right. so we don't, you know, careen off the highway and both die? You know, like, what, which, which one of those things is most important? In that yes, scenario. Karen. Did you ask for the manager, or did you just decide to finish the ride? Right. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't say anything. But what I did do while I was weighing, you know, how much uh, I should let this person know that their car was about to fall apart, um, 
was I went on the Prius forums and was like, I wonder how much it costs to like fix a, a wheel bearing in a Prius because I don't know. And I, I went on there and I found a post where somebody asked a question about fixing a wheel bearing. And then the next post, as someone who is used to reading car forums, the craziest thing happened. Someone answered their question. Like, oh, wow. It was just an answer to the question that was asked, which is just <laughs> never happens, right? There was no like, here's how you use the search function. Right. Or yeah, you right, didn't fill exactly. out your profile correctly. Right. right, exactly. There was none of that. It was just a, it was like three posts. It was a question, an answer, and a thank you. <laughs> and that was it. Well, was so like, this is amazing. The Prius form, because uh, our Prius does also have problems because obviously uh, it's my car, so it's got to. Um, <laughs> that, that actually is really helpful. I have like posted a lot. What I found about the Prius form is like, they definitely it's like a metrics driven kind okay. of a society uh, like people are just like collecting data on their car like this is like you know every last like you know how many miles did i go what's the voltage on the battery the last time i and it's you know so you post a question and occasionally they're just like well, you know, what was the voltage last time? And you're just like, I don't fucking know. Something started and then I turned it off. I'm not aggregating data constantly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, well, didn't you go into the diet? Well, the diagnostic screen would have told you that. And it's just like, people are like regularly going in the diagnostic screen. (laughs) Like, I've been in that screen. It's really boring. (laughs) Right. Right. But the other day, let me tell you something. You remember how cold it was a couple days ago? Yeah, like it was like negative nine. Negative nine, right? Yeah. So, so my wife had to go out for a like for a minute, and she's like, "Yeah, the car won't start again," which is like has been a problem with the Prius. But I I thought I fixed it. I did fix it. Um. So I was like, "All right." I went out there, like the electric turned on, like the electrical system turned on, but the engine wouldn't go. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "What the fuck, man?" I'm trying to figure it out. And I literally thought to myself, maybe I should go on the forum. <laughs> Didn't do it. Because what I said Abstained. was, they would want me to go to the diagnostic screen. <laughs> so I swear to God, true story. The, diag- the Prius, to hit the diagnostic screen, you got to hold down the info button and hit the, the headlight switch three times. I love those kinds of interfaces. Those are oh, the yes. best. Yeah, exactly. Toyota yes. doesn't really want you to know that. Right. Unless... You're going to really use it. Yeah. So I did it. Exactly. So I, I did that and I get to the diagnostic screen and I'm like, okay, it's a pretty new battery, but let's just check the voltage on it. I go to the battery screen. And as soon as I'm in the diagnostics thing, the engine starts. And it was almost like the Prius was like, you did it. Yeah. You finally learned. Diagnostics. I, you've been trained. You, you've exactly. been trained. Yeah. I was like, and I was like, I came in, I was like, I fixed, I fixed the car. Yeah. Sarah's like, it's awesome. Like, great job. Like, what'd you do? And I'm like, I can't tell you. It's <laughs> as, <laughs> as, you're, as you're eating the food pellet that the car spit out for you. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> I would say your, your car also posted on the forum. On yes. Profile. Yes. He's one of ours now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He has been assimilated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You finally got the positive reinforcement. That's amazing, David. That's amazing. 
I don't oh know if I can God. part with it now. Yeah, right? I've been in a diagnostic screen. <laughs> you are the diagnostic screen. <laughs> exactly. Very intimate. Yeah. 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 All those yeah, numbers. Yeah, just yeah. numbers. Just Exposed. Like plain text. Oof. Just numbers. Yeah, just yeah. as you roll in, as you roll into that CarMax to get the appraisal, <laughs> it's gonna say to you, "I showed you my diagnostic. Yeah, screen, and you bring me a Dave. CarMax, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, it's gonna be hell all over again. <laughs> oh man, no, that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Well, I think. Um, uh, uh, one thing that we did want to do was play a quick game of FMK cars. Okay. Um, so this is a game that we play on the show all the time. It's based mm-hmm. on the kind of classic game of fuck, Mary kill, but we play it with cars instead of people because we're not gross. Yeah. We're not disgusting um, human beings. Yes, exactly. Okay. So this is one from kind of like our archives that we did a long time ago. Um, but I thought it was appropriate because um because of your sort of literary bent on um, writing. So often with these, we'll give like a twist with each car mm. that goes along with each car. Uh, and this is kind of a literary one. So this one is called, the title of this is called, Let's Drive the Fuck Out of This Future, Cars Mired in Dystopia. So these are going to get a dystopian uh, existence that you have to live with, uh, with the car. All right. So the first one is a McLaren P1. However, the Kurt Vonnegut short story, Harrison Bergeron, is true. So your car cannot be faster than anyone else's. And you can only drive as well as your worst ever Uber driver. That, I think I'm going to kill that one. I... <laughs> well, here, you got to hear the rest of them because they, okay. they, they, typically they don't oh, get I get it. <laughs> Do you, I've told you the cars that I drive. So. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's your first option. All right. So the okay. second option. Oh, so it's a McLaren that doesn't go fast that, and I drive really poorly. Correct. Yes. 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 Great. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Um, all right. So the second one, this, your second option. So you're going to get, yeah, you get three options and you got to select FMK for each one. Um, the, the next one is the coolest Range Rover classic you can possibly think of. Mm. However, you live in the world of Fahrenheit 451. Yeah. And all service instructions for old Range Rovers have been deemed illegal and have been scrubbed from the earth. Okay. So there is no documentation on how to fix I, your, I like this game. Okay. broken Range Rover. All right. Okay. The last one, Ford Focus RS. But... A clockwork orange is true. So you drive the RS like crazy, but the authorities constantly mistake you for an ultra-violent youth. Okay. Well, you dropped out. They constantly oh, okay. mistake you for an ultra-violent youth. Yes, the, the authorities mistake you for an ultra-violent youth, so they're always after you. Okay, well... I, I, uh, this I'm is sorry, clear. and I should explain too. Okay. I, I forgot to explain the rest of the game. So uh, F means you drive it for a day. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I was going to ask you what an effing car yeah. would be, but I sort of assumed that would be it. Yeah, you drive it for a day. M is it's your new daily driver, and uh-huh. K means you crush it. goes to the crusher. Yes. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Easy. Okay. Easy. Let's hear it. Easy. Easy. 
Okay, you ready? Yeah. Where do you want me to start? You want me to start with you, FM or You pick yeah. it. You pick it. Yeah. Start with your leave your funniest explanation for last. I don't know what's funny. I don't I'm not a funny person, so I'm gonna say that the the K, I'm gonna kill the McLaren. Okay. The the McLaren I this for, subjectively speaking, okay, I don't think they're even good looking cars. I mm. McLaren's have never really done anything for me. Okay. I understand that they're they don't need I can't afford them anyway, so they're fine. <laughs> what are the McLaren forums like? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so like the only redeeming quality would be that it's really fast. So you've taken away its only redeeming quality. Get rid of it. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Now, I'm going to go to the Ford Focus. Now, that is going to be my F car. Okay. And here's right. why. I've owned a couple Fords. I hate Fords <laughs> because they're less reliable than my Honda 84 Accord. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but aside from that, this is a cool car. I don't it really is. hate Fords. But um, I've had bad experiences in terms of trying to daily Fords. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a very, very cool car. It would be foolish of me to like drive a car knowing I'm going to get constantly harassed by the police. Right. So I have a lot of fun driving it one time for a day. It'll be worth it. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Right. Now Play GTA thinking, for a day. Yeah. Yeah. You're thinking Range Rover as your daily mm-hmm. and you can't even read the, the, the manual. That's foolish. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. First please, of all, the manual tell us why. Because the manual is written by the people who made it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, what is that going to get you? What? Think about it, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a you have a point. You have a yeah, point. Okay. Right? Okay. If so, they thought that that was the right way to do a thing, you're yeah. not going to continue taking advice from the people that told you that thing. So instead, I'm just going to go to the Fahrenheit 451 version of Twitter and my text but and just, you know, send gifs or gifs however you pronounce them. Just, you know, images to people like you guys or Andrew Collins. Sure. That would say, how do I fix this? It's overheated again, or, you know, the the fuel pump is dead. And they can help me out better than the manual can. Right. right. Well, that's, I that's, feel like you cheated a little bit, but I, I appreciate the, I appreciate the. Where uh, was the cheat? The, the, the Range Rover Whisper Network <laughs> is not a cheat. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so, is that the cheat that you perceive, Ian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Okay, well, even if you took out the Whisper Network. Still, I stand by the fact that you take away the manuals. You're not really taking away much. Yeah. Right. No, that's an interesting right. point. I think, <laughs> I think you're probably right. I never thought about it that way. but yeah. And I suppose you could just slowly, you know, it could become the ship from the, the one thing and you just slowly replace parts until it's a, d- a different thing altogether. Donald Trump hands you an instruction manual and says, here is how you can fix America. And you say, 
but you're the problem. <laughs> right. And he goes, yes, but here's a manual. I wrote I it. I, I want a manual. I just don't want yours. <laughs> right. And you're just like, but now we're going in circles. I want another manual. Somewhere, somewhere a, uh, a Range Rover engineer is very unhappy with being compared unfavorably to, to Donald Trump. Yeah, they, yeah, could, like they the, couldn't figure out how to open the YouTube. It's fine. <laughs> The fact is, is I think these are really cool cars. My oh, son is yeah. almost 10 and uh, we went, I, we took him to Europe and he saw a bunch of like, we put like on a, just a trip to Europe and he saw a bunch of old defenders. And every time he would see yeah. a defender, he would just like freak out. Yeah. Um, I think they're awesome cars. I actually have no idea about the reliability. I'm assuming because of the joke you guys made that, um, but that's the thing. That's like the thing about Alfa Romeo is like, they're like, like the the leakiest cars in the world and it's like okay so if i want to fix a leak am i going to ask like an alpha engineer right fucking last person i'm going to ask right <laughs> right right they already think it's acceptable to leak like a liter of oil you know yeah. every 500 miles or whatever right? i used to joke in la the guy i was going to get a shirt for him every time i would have a problem with the alpha i'd like call the guy who i bought it from who's like an you know he's an alpha guy and i would be like oh it's doing this and he would go Alpha does that. <laughs> Just alpha does that. Alpha okay. does that. Okay. Alpha does that. I'd be like, oh, like literally at one point I was like, the 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 brakes like locked up on me. And he's like, yeah, alpha does that. <laughs> he's like, it's just like Oh, okay. I thought it was a serious problem. He's like, oh, alpha does that. <laughs> oh, okay, good. I, I, I want a world where you just keep calling with escalating things. And like, my eyes are bleeding. Alpha does that. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, human body does that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Apparently it does. Like, by the way, it's like Los Angeles, California, like 75 degrees. And I'm like, oh, that. The brakes are just like locked. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Like, cool. I'm going to move to Colorado where it's negative nine. That ought to be good. What could go wrong? Right. Yeah. I was going to ask you, uh, you know, given kind of the reputation for, for leaking fluids, how, how are you doing a heat lamp under the car? <laughs> Safely. <laughs> yeah. How does that, is there like a, a point where the heat lamp is there so long that the fluids become fluid enough to leak onto the heat lamp? Apparently not, but I, I actually I do worry about that sometimes. <laughs> Cause yeah, it's definitely like the like the slight paranoid part of me is just like, uh, am I gonna get to sleep tonight? Right. But I mean I have the heat lamp sort of angled, you know, in front of the oil pan, but sort of angled up at it. It's not leaking out of the bumper, you know, it's right, like right. leaking sort of and it's only slight and it's not leaking gasoline. It's leaking like a little bit of, I don't know, motor oil. Yeah. Sure. I, I think the it's fire department fun. will really enjoy that explanation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I think fire out. I think they'll like that. guys. Alpha does that. Alpha burns down your house. <laughs> if you, you just Skype that guy in, like, yeah. just hold up your phone. Alpha what happened that. here? The whole block is on fire. Oh, let me call my mechanic. Alpha does that. If you need Play us right to out. edit. Oh, you're free to go, sir. <laughs> yeah. Edit any of this out because it's evidence in a court case. Just let yeah. us know. <laughs> well, I was, I was, in the beginning, I was, like, angling it down. I had clamped it to the underside of the 
you know, the, the hood. And then my father-in-law, he's a car guy. He restored a 78 FJ 40, like mm. completely a random guy was driving by, fell in love with it, like begged him, like sell it to me. My, my father-in-law, he, he, he like he cannot resist a project. So he was like, okay, I'll sell it to you. And then I'll get myself a new project. So he just bought like a, like a 53 or something like mid fifties Chevy 3100, which he's doing like a frame off restoration by himself. And he was like, you know, what you ought to do is put that heat lamp underneath the car because he <laughs> rises. And I was like, well, damn, that's pretty smart. And then I was like, I was like, this fucking guy is so smart, man. I, my father-in-law knows his shit. And then I get home and I was like, oh, fuck. But what about all the stuff that leaks out of the <laughs> bottom of it? It's like, that's not great. I like how that wasn't, those were variables in his equation, in his head. <laughs> right? No, exactly. The well, math yeah, changed. He's restoring, he's restoring Toyotas and Chevys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's he's got it. Like my mechanics catchphrase back in LA was Alpha does that. My father-in-law's is like, oh, hell, he's great. He's like, you know, he's the kind of guy you're like, oh, like, I think I just broke the house. <laughs> like he's a, he's a contractor. You just like, oh my God, I, I broke the house. And you call me, he's like, oh, hell, you know, he you fix anything. It's all, so, it's all just bolts. It's all just parts and pieces. Exactly. Yeah. Just like, well, what if the alpha catches on fire? He'd be like, ah, hell. <laughs> I just love metal. that. I love that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Nice. Nice. I had a similar approach with my wife when the latch on the dryer broke. You know, she's like, oh, it's, you know, eight years old. It's time for a new dryer. It's like, it's all just bolts. It's all just parts and pieces, right? Hell yeah. Little jelly beans. Yeah, we can fix it. We can fix it. Our old dryer broke when we were in our old place. And I was like, my wife was like, it's just like not getting hot. Yeah. And I was like, I refuse to believe that this means it's broken. Like right. there's a part, there's just, yeah. there's probably just like the stupid part. And mm -hmm. I was like, I refuse to just like junk this thing. Right. Uh, you know, went to the dryer forums. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Yeah. 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 We've, been, yeah, we've both just, been there. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like sure people are like, oh, it's definitely like this circuit or this thing, this fuse. Like looked them up on Amazon. They're like two dollars each. I'm like, I'll fucking buy them both. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. next thing I have like the entire dryer disassembled, <laughs> sliced my hands a few times, but then it works. So, yeah. Dude, I just saved myself like thirteen hundred bucks. <laughs> I, yeah, when we when we first moved into this house, we had it's a we're in a kind of a small space, and they had like one of those combination washer and dryer things, Oof. which everyone I've ever told about their first reaction is usually like, "Oh, that's super cool." It is not. They suck. I uh, bet they're terrible, and they broke constantly. So I had that thing apart like five six times, and. I don't know if they have like kids in the factory, like sharpening the edges That's of all the, the thing. sheet metal. Yep. But like the, like the worst flimsiest screws, but like the sharpest. Yes. I, I have a scar screw. on my thumb, two stitches from underneath the washing machine when the drain got clogged. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad to hear this because I, I was like taking apart the dryer and I was like, this is not that difficult. You just like remember where all the bolts go. And like, as I was replacing those two parts, I gashed my hand open. I was just yeah. like, what in the world? No. Yeah. Like yeah. Pairing knives just like sticking <laughs> up. Right. 
there's so there's so it's so so crazy it's one of those weird things where like it's like very cheaply constructed but they're like crazy expensive to buy you know and then when you actually go to repair it you're like this is junk (laughs) oh yeah real junk i think you know the other appliance that we had that broke that we that i fixed myself for cheap but it was like such a pain in the ass but it was the funniest thing was our we our old oven my wife was like closed it and then the glass exploded oh yeah and i was like it was so it was such a pain so the glass explodes oven works fine just there's no glass so i call sears and i'm like yeah i like can you fix this you know i mean a fucking glass exploded <laughs> like a baby i've got like a baby who crawls around they're like well we have to send someone out to assess the problem and i was like it the problem is the glass <laughs> is everywhere and they're like well they need to assess the actual problem and that's a 275 dollar fee oh. or whatever it was it was like and i was like no really the problem is that the glass is broken like <laughs> That's like, you can skip that part. There's no glass. Like the glass part broke. I mean, like, this is not complicated. It's not electrical. The fucking glass broke. (laughs) Like, sir, we can't replace the glass until we have a technician come out to confirm the problem. It's like, yeah, don't don't bother them. Yes, this is <laughs> your this is your dumbass fee is what they're really trying to tell you. This right. Is your yeah. fee for being a dumbass. Right. You have to pay it. Yeah. If you don't want to buy the thirteen dollar pane of glass, we will right. send someone out to your house for two hundred dollars <laughs> to confirm that your glass is broken. Yeah. <laughs> right. I I think that this stubbornness though, like household appliances and cars go hand in hand, right? Very much. Right. Like I have de- like I daily drove like a, a Saab before I had the Vigan. That's just the fun car, right? I I daily drove a very modified Saab 900 uh, that clutch cables would snap all the time, you know, like all of these things, but the stubbornness to keep going and like, just because you, you need it to be the thing that you want it to be. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, yeah. That, and I mean, like, oh, it's a cable, like, right. what am I going to not I mean, get rid of the car? Cause a cable snapped. Right. Right. And that's, right. and that is like, that was the thing about the 84 Honda Accord was that the way that it failed was in this sort of bigger way where you're just like, what's the fucking point See, of yeah, this car? Yeah. And the Alpha fails in these tiny little ways where you like, I have at least five problems with the car going at any given time. Right. But it's like, you can deal with it. it it's know? a surface and, area to manage. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. that Honda, I drove like all through high school, drove it out to college at University of Illinois. So drove it the thousand miles out to Champaign. It lasted throughout my freshman year. And then the summer, oh, and into my, maybe into my sophomore year. I don't know. But at some point I got a job. I like convinced a local uh, car dealership because I wanted to be a writer and I was like, I just want to like get a professional portfolio as soon as possible. And your local TV commercials suck. So I want to write you your, your TV commercials. This was like the most naive thing. Okay. Like I was like, let me tell you something. 
I am a fucking 18 year old kid <laughs> who wants to be a writer. I love Swedish films. Uh huh. Yeah. Who so better to talk your, to the forty-somethings right. that you're trying to sell cars to? Right. Uh-huh. It was like your local car dealership. Like I'm going to transform your shitty car commercials where a guy <laughs> is standing in a parking lot pointing out the vehicles and the prices. I'm going to transform it into the next wave of cinema. And, I, and the guy was like, the guy was like, yeah, okay, like, sure, you want to write a commercial? Okay. And uh, I was like whatever you, you pay me is fine. I just really want the experience. And he's like, oh, cool. You know what we'll do is we'll have you, we'll give you credit toward a car. <laughs> and, I Genius. Like, and I was like, great. Yes. Oh, absolutely. So I like all summer I'm turning in scripts where I'm literally, I like first script I wrote for them. I was like, I was like in the, like the header of it. I was like, this commercial is shot on super 16 millimeter film, <laughs> black and white. Like, You're like, do you have a helicopter? <laughs> so first of all, get your Aeroflex out. We're going to get some 16 millimeter film stock, super 16, mind you. We want it widescreen. Right, right. And we have it on the double yellow lines on the asphalt. You know, and I'm like turning in these scripts that are just like, and then like, it's just nothing. And then all of a sudden it's just like, blah, blah, blah. Like the name of the place, super <laughs> minimal. It's going to be really effective. You know, and they would just get these scripts and be like, yep, right, right in the trash. Like, can you please edit this, the circular while you're, while you're here, by the way, thanks for that script. Here's something. Can you get and grab a coffee for me? And I'd be like, okay. <clears throat> so none of my commercials got made. And then at the end of the my tenure there, my the Honda Accord, the wheel locked up, the rear wheel just like locked. <clears throat> and I like went over there. I and the guy was like, "Well, between your credit, the <laughs> vast amount of money you've banked here, the, the scripts we burn for heat, <laughs> right? Exactly." And he's, and he's, he's, I was like, yo, I need a new car, man. This thing is done. And he was like, he was like, oh, let's check this out. And he tried to drive it in. <laughs> it's like, Just dragging the wheel. he was like, yo, the wheel doesn't spin. <laughs> I was like, that's new. <laughs> Honda does that. <laughs> yeah. Honda does that. He just goes, okay, so this is scrap. <laughs> But that's how I got my second car. Like, I think I paid a thousand dollars because of my my credit and the Honda to get my second car, which was a '91 Eagle Talon. Yeah, which was pretty awesome. There you go. I mean, it was obviously used because it was 1999 sure. at this point. But it was like flip up headlights, one of which worked. It was great. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like so, to think that they. They used the scripts as like entertainment at the Christmas party. They just did like take yeah. three. <laughs> Maybe reenact right them. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Judy, come here. Come here. You play the part of, of death here. He's got a Grim Reaper part in this one. I was going to ask if none of them made it there then. Yeah. None of them. None of them. No. Oh, man. Yeah. That'd yeah. be a fantastic YouTube series. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, my... right. This, oh, God. You should make them now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I would have been writing them in 1997, no later than 1998, and I did not own a computer back then, so I have no idea. Like, 
I'm trying to think how if I like, did I go to the computer lab maybe at the at the college like the university and just like I might have written them like like with like a word processor you know yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, the, there may like, be one old floppy somewhere that has yeah it, exactly right? interior an apartment <laughs> in New York a despondent couple stares out the window. It's like, dude, we sell used cars in Champaign, <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> and you're like, what's your travel budget? We want to do this on location. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I only need a small crew. Yeah. <laughs> 30 to 40 guys. Filmmaking. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is a film festival material. This is going to pay, <laughs> pay dividends, guys. You know, we're going to sell those cars, but I'm talking about, you know, South by Southwest jury, you know, jury award here, you know? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. That would be, that'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh man. Um, you know, I, I, I want to say, I think we, we did a car show. We actually did a show sort of about cars this time. That was uh, that was enjoyable. Uh, yeah. Dave, anything else? Should we should we wrap it up? What do you think? We really appreciate you coming on, David. Like it's no. this has been a fantastic time. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's been, been a lot of fun. So much fun. I, I'm I very much outside well, of these this house. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to the uh, to the uh, the David David Ian. Uh, slow-ish drive like group drive sometime yeah 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 i i would love honestly to see your alpha in some uh fun some interesting elements like perhaps an autocross course or something like that when uh one of the last things i did before i left la was went on a drive this was you know this was after the pandemic had set in uh it was all social distance and done safely but it was with um <clears throat> Oh, I'm going to forget her name because I only met her the one time. She's great. I like follow her on social media, but Derek Powell, you know, Derek Powell. Yes. From Top Gear. And uh, he was borrowing like an old alpha, this beautiful like vintage alpha that was very fast. And she had a, an old Datsun. And, um, and like we, they, we met up for like a drive, it's like, you know, doing the twisty roads, whatever they are. And, uh, Yo, I was like, I am literally like flooring it, trying to keep up with them. <laughs> it's like tiny old dots and it's just like, zoom, you know? Nice. And so uh, you will leave me in the dust, but if you're patient, I would love to do that. No, yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. That would be fantastic. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, 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 lo I love the stubbornness and the simplicity of, of cars that like kind of embody this, like that. Oh. I love it. I love it. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I would uh I'd I'd love that too. Well, um this was this was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you guys having me here. Yeah, um, of course. So, everyone go if you haven't listened to Tempest, go listen yeah. to Tempest. Um uh you also uh David also has a website. Uh Dave, I put it in the talk about. So oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll put it's that in the show description Yeah. Uh, you're on the media's social Twitter primarily or yeah yeah uh, that's pretty much it I have a private Instagram account I don't put my kids on uh, yeah. public Twitter so the Instagram is for pictures of the kids for just the, the like friends and family 
Smart. So yeah. find me on Twitter and uh, I, I, I will say car Twitter is like a very positive, uh, affirming, yeah. happy place. Uh, it's, it's especially during these times, it is really a, a good place. So Absolutely. yeah, it really, it really does seem to be, it's, it's interesting, you know, the different, how the different mediums have sorted the car people into different places. You know, we were talking about the different forums and stuff, but yeah, know, car, car Twitter is great. Yeah. I mean, car Twitter is like, people are just like, Oh, cool. You like a car. Like it's like very anti car snob, I think. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, David, thank you again so much. This was so much fun. And uh, I can't wait for the third season of Tempest. Oh, cool. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate you having me. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Take care.